Chapter Six of When Patty Went to College. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When Patty Went to College by Jean Webster. Chapter Six, a story with four sequels. It was Saturday, and Patty had been working ever since breakfast, with a brief pause for luncheon, on a paper entitled Shakespeare the Man. At four o'clock, she laid down her pen, pushed her manuscript into the waste basket and faced her roommate defiantly. "'What do I care for Shakespeare, the man? He's been dead three hundred years.' Priscilla laughed unfeelingly. "'What do I care about a frog's nervous system, for the matter of that? But I am writing an interesting monograph on it, just the same.' "'Ah, oh, I dare say you are making a valuable addition to the subject.' "'It's quite as valuable as your addition to Shakespeareana.' Patty dropped a voluble sigh, and turned to the window to note that it was raining dismally. "'Oh, hand it in,' said Priscilla comfortingly. "'You've worked on it all day, and it's probably no worse than most of your things.' "'No sense to it,' said Patty. "'They're used to that,' laughed Priscilla. "'What are you laughing at, anyway?' Patty asked crossly. "'I don't see anything to laugh at in this beastly place. Always having to do what you don't want to do when you most don't want to do it.' Just the same, day after day, get up by bells, eat by bells, sleep by bells. I feel like some sort of delinquent living in an asylum. Priscilla treated this outburst with the silence it deserved. And Patty turned back to her perusal of the rain-soaked campus. I wish something would happen, she said discontentedly. I think I'll put on a Macintosh and go out in search of adventure. Pneumonia will happen if you do. What business has it to be raining anyway, when it ought to be snowing? As this was unanswerable, Priscilla returned to her frogs, and Patty drummed gloomily on the window-pane until a maid appeared with a card. "'A caller?' cried Patty. "'A missionary, a rescuer, a deliverer. Heaven send, it's for me!' "'Miss Pond?' said Sadie, laying the card on the table. Patty pounced upon it. "'Mr. Frederick K. Stanthrope.' "'Who's he, Pris?' Priscilla wrinkled up her brows. "'I don't know. I've never heard of him. What do you suppose it can be?' "'An adventure. I know it's an adventure. Probably your uncle, that you never heard of, has just died in the South Sea Islands, and left you a fortune because you're his namesake, or else you're a countess by rights, and were stolen from your cradle in infancy, and he's the lawyer come to tell you about it. I think it might have happened to me when I'm so bored to death. But hurry up and tell me about it. At least, a second-hand adventure is better than no adventure at all. Yes, your hair is all right. Never mind looking in the glass. And Patty pushed her roommate out of the door, and, sitting down at her desk again, quite cheerfully pulled her discarded paper out of the wastebasket and began rereading it with evident approval. Priscilla returned before she had finished. He didn't ask for me at all, she announced. He asked for Miss McKay. Miss McKay? "'That junior with the hair?' she explained a trifle vaguely. "'How oh, disgusting!' cried Patty. "'I had it all planned how I was going to live with you in your castle up in the Hearts Mountains. "'And now it turns out that Miss McKay is the Countess, and I don't even know her. "'What did the man look like, and what did he do?' "'Well, he looked rather frightened, and didn't do anything but stammer. "'There were two men in the reception room, and of course I picked out the wrong one and begged his pardon.' and asked if he were Mr. Stanthrope. He said no, his name was Wiggins. So then the only thing left for me to do was to beg the other one's pardon. He was sitting in that high-backed green chair, 
with his eyes glued to his shoes and holding his hat and cane in front of him like breastworks as if he were preparing to repel an attack he didn't look very approachable but i boldly accosted him and asked if he were mr stanthrope he stood up and stammered and blushed and looked as if he wanted to deny it but finally acknowledged that he was and then stood politely waiting for me to state my business i explained and he stammered some more and finally got out that he called to see miss mckay and that the maid must have made a mistake he was quite cross about it you know and acted as if i had insulted him and the other man the horrible wiggins one laughed then looked out of the window and pretended he hadn't i apologized though i couldn't for the life of me see what there was to apologize for and told him i would send the maid for miss mckay and backed out is that all patty asked disappointedly if i couldn't have a better adventure than that i shouldn't have any but the funny thing is that when i told sadie she insisted that he had asked for me ha the plot thickens after all what does it mean did he look like a detective or merely a pickpocket he looked like a very ordinarily embarrassed young man patty shook her head dejectedly there's a mystery somewhere but i don't see that it affords much entertainment i dare say that when miss mckay came he told her he hadn't asked for her at all he had asked for miss higginbotham the only explanation i can think of is that he is insane and there are so many insane people in the world that it isn't even interesting patty recounted the story of priscilla's caller at the dinner-table that night i know the sequel said lucille carter the other man the mr wiggins is bonnie connett's cousin and he told her about some young man who came out in the car with him and asked for miss pond at the door and then all of a sudden seemed to change his mind and went tearing down the corridor after the maid yelling hi there hi there at the top of his voice but he couldn't catch her and when miss pond came he pretended he had asked for someone else is that all asked patty i don't think it is much of a sequel it just proves that there's a plot against priscilla's life and i already knew that i intend to ask miss mckay about him i don't know her except by sight but in a case of life and death like this i don't think it's necessary to wait for an introduction the next evening patty announced sequel number two mr frederick k stanthrope lives in new york and is miss mckay's brother's best friend she has only met him once before and doesn't know any of his past affiliations but the queer thing is that he never mentioned to her anything about priscilla shouldn't you naturally think he would have told her about such a funny mistake in my opinion patty continued solemnly it was plainly premeditated he is undoubtedly a villain in disguise and he used his acquaintance with miss mckay as a cloak to elude detection my theory is this he got priscilla's name out of the catalogue and came here intending to murder her for her jewels but when he saw how big she was he was scared and so abandoned his dastardly intent now if he had chosen me my body would at this moment have been concealed behind the sofa and my clasp-pin reposing in the murderer's pocket patty shuddered think what i escaped and all the time i was grumbling because nothing ever happens here a few days later she appeared at the table with a further announcement i have the pleasure of offering for your perusal young ladies the third and last sequel in the great stanthrope pon mckay mystery and i hereby take the opportunity of apologizing to mr stanthrope for my unworthy suspicions he is not a burglar nor a detective nor a murderer nor even a lawyer 
but just a poor young man with a buried romance. "'How did you find out?' in a chorus of voices. "'I just met Miss McKay in the hall, and she has been in New York, where her brother told her the particulars. It seems that three or four years ago Mr. Frederick K. Stanthrope was engaged to a girl here in college named Alice Pond. She is now Mrs. Hiram Brown, but that has nothing to do with the story.' Being in town last Saturday on business, he decided to run out and call on Miss McKay, as he was such a friend of her brother's. And also for the sake of old times, he amused himself all the way out in the car by resurrecting his buried romance, and he kept getting more and more pensive with every mile. When he finally reached the door and handed his card to the maid, he abstractedly called for Miss Pond, just as he used to do four years ago. He didn't realize at first what he had done. Then it came over him in a flash. But he couldn't catch Sadie. He knew, of course, that the other man had heard, and he sat there scared to death, trying to think of some plausible excuse, and momentarily expecting a strange Miss Pond to pop in and demand an explanation. Sure enough, the curtains parted, and a tall, beautiful, stately creature, I quote Miss McKay's brother, swept into the room, and approaching the wrong man, asked him in haughty tones if he were Mr. Frederick K. Stanthrope. He very properly denied it, whereupon there was nothing for the right Mr. Stanthrope to do but stand up and acknowledge it like a man, which he did, but there he stuck. His imagination was numbed, paralyzed, so he turned it off on poor Sadie, and all the time he knew that the other man knew that he was lying. And that is all, Patty finished. It's not much of a story. But such as it is, it's a blessing to have it concluded. Patty? called Priscilla from the other end of the table. Have you been telling them that absurd story? Why not? asked Patty. Having heard so many sequels, they naturally wanted to hear the last. Priscilla laughed. But yours doesn't happen to be the last. I know a still later one. Later than Patty's? the table demanded. Yes, later than Patty's. It isn't merely a sequel. It's just an appendix. I shouldn't tell you, only you'll find it out, so I might as well. Miss McKay has invited two men for the junior party, and both have accepted. As two men are hard to manage, she has, by request, asked me to take care of one of them, namely Mr. Frederick K. Stanthrope. Patty sighed. I see a whole series of sequels stretching away into the future. It's worse than the Elsie books. End of chapter 6